Now, I could read, please, in the final book of our Bible, and just pick out some verses from the last three chapters and uh, of, uh, of Revelation. Now, chapter 20, please, uh, we'll begin with chapter 20, and reading from verse uh, 11, And I saw, this is John, the Apostle John, the age Apostle, and I, John, saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw, verse 12, the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. That's the books of the records, record of their lives, of those who are standing here, and those sins that were recorded and transgressions in those books. And I saw the books were opened, and another book was opened, and there's a wonderful book here, the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. And then we'll read it, verse 15, please. And whosoever, this is one of John's words, whosoever, they're very precious in John 3.16. But here's whosoever in a different context here. And it's very searching to read what it has to do with this, connect with this whosoever. And who's involved here? Whosoever was not found written in the book of life. And read these with softness. Was cast into the lake of fire. The next chapter, please, uh, chapter 21. And it tells us then some of those that will uh, end up under this eternal judgment. Verse 8, but the fearful and unbelieving. And then there's a list here of other categories uh, that all will have their part in the lake. Again, this lake of fire, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now we're going to read some brighter news here later in the chapter, chapter 21. And uh, <clears throat> verse 23 and the city, this is the new Jerusalem, this is the eternal state, this heaven for the believer. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of the Lord did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And we'll go down to verse 27. And there shall this city, this is who is permitted entrance to the city. And you can read here, if you, if you fit the qualifications tonight, and if you're not, you don't fit them, you can't pass the test as it were, well, you need to be saved, and you need to make preparation. And there shall, in verse 27, and no wise enter into it, Anything that defileth, neither so anything that is sin about it cannot get into heaven. It's a holy place. And neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, 
But, and here have the, 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 end of the people who will qualify for entry to that city, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. The Lamb's book of life. That draws us back to Calvary, doesn't it? It draws it back to, back, back to the words of John chapter 1. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And that's the only hope for humanity, not our own devices, and not what good that we can do. And it's good to do whatever good we can do, but never fit us for heaven. But we need salvation. And uh, those that come to appreciate, the appreciation of the Lamb of God, the sacrifice that he has provided, the soul that has come in their sin and realizes their only hope is to accept the provision that God has made, which is the Lamb of God who died upon the cross of Calvary and died and was buried and was raised again as the only hope for eternity. And the soul that has come into relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ in that manner, their sins are forgiven. They know peace with God, but there's something that happens their name is inscribed in heaven. You know, it's good to have your name inscribed, inscribed in the rolls of earth, schools or colleges or universities or rolls of honor. But uh, what a thing to, that our names are inscribed in heaven. And you know, I just thinking recently that book, that roll book in heaven of those who are saved in every age of time have come to appreciate the Lamb of God and accept the provision that God has made and come into deliverance and blessing and freed from the the curse of their sin and the judgment that it will bring whenever they die. You know, there's souls in that book that never could write their own name. They never got to school. And they couldn't read a book and they couldn't even read their own name. They couldn't write their own name. But you know, there are people who lived in the jungle and in the, in, 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 in the darkest parts of the earth heard the light of the gospel and their names in their name is not inscribed in any earthly row, living in the jungle or wherever. But you know their names are written in heaven, in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's the best place to have your name recorded. Good to have our qualifications, and those useful at times, not questioning that in the slightest. But there's a one rule book that you should aim for, and is your name in that book, and that is the Lamb's Book of Life. And that is, is but they which are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, we're going to read over the page here in my Bible in chapter 22, a brief reading, and verse 11. And this tells us here of the eternal state. And there are two categories here in the eternal state. state. Verse 11, He that is unjust, and it frames it in this language, let him be unjust still. In other words, that's it. Time's past, eternity's begun, cannot be changed. The great gulf fixed. And that's what we have here in verse 11. And he that was uh, filthy and so on. But I love the words further down the verse here. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And that amazing thing, the soul that has acknowledged their sin before God and accepted the remedy that has been provided in the Lord Je- by the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross and all that is suffered there, that soul is not only their sins cleansed and taken away, but that soul is decre- declared righteous before God. That's just the truth of justification. And that soul is declared righteous 
before God. And what a precious thing that a guilty perishing soul like the speaker standing before you tonight at 19 years of age. And I came to realize that my need had been fully been met. Uh, through the words of 1 Peter 2, 24, uh, Peter wrote, Who his own self, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, bear our sins in his own body upon the tree. You know, it came before me in this. I personalized the, the, the verse, and I saw that my need was met in this form that he bear, the Lord Jesus Christ, suffering upon the cross. What was happening there? Was it an accident of history? No, it was a divine purpose. He, the Lord Jesus Christ, bear my sins in his own body upon the tree. Ah, yes, and I came into rest and peace, and that peace has never left me. And it's nothing to do with my own abilities or what I could do or my <coughs> special works that I might do, but it's all, all to do with what another has done and accepting the provision that God has made. Now, I have to watch my time here. It's flying. I was thinking a little bit about the, the transfer test of recent, and a lot of children have been getting results. Maybe some here have got, and again, some, the very controversial test and uh, can bring a lot of disappointment to others. But I thought of uh, Earth's transfer test. An example of that is the uh, school transfer. At a certain age, you have to change. There's a change has to come. You cannot stay on, and there has to be a change. Those that sit the transfer test, why do they do it? It's because they want to have choice on where they go when they come to the secondary stage. And if they don't sit the test, they're not given a choice. Now, we leave it at that. It makes me think of heaven's transfer test, the, the big transfer test. Now, the school transfer test, you can opt in or you can opt out. But you know, this transfer test I want to draw your attention to tonight is heaven's transfer test, and you can't opt out. Everybody's in it, and you all have to face heaven's transfer test. And, and when does it come? Well, it comes when you, uh, it becomes vital. The school transfer test becomes vital, the result of that, when you leave school and go to the next school. Heaven's transfer test. Earth's big transfer test, it is, becomes effective the moment you leave time and go into eternity. And that's one thing, just as you have to change category at school, in terms from primary to secondary, and so it is with us. When we leave time, then it is eternity. And the question is, eternity where? You know, when I first heard the gospel in the Bushmills Gospel Hall a good number of years ago, as a young boy of just coming 10 years of age, there's a little light above the platform, and there are two words in that light, and they always troubled me. There are two words with these, eternity, where? They're still in the painted in that light today, after all those years. And that's what I want you to focus your mind on tonight. And <clears throat> No, the reason people set the transfer test for the school to do all the trouble is because they want to have choice. If you don't face the transfer test regarding eternity tonight, you'll have no choice. It'll be the default. And the default is no preparation made. No, uh, never sought salvation. Let it slip past, miss the opportunity and did not avail of the remedy that was available. And that's the big issue, really, before us tonight. 
And, you know, earth transfer test, uh, some pass and fail. And we just sympathize with anybody who might have failed in the building tonight. We uh, care for the youngsters. But heaven's transfer test, and this is what I want you to focus on tonight. Has anyone ever passed heaven's transfer test? No. No human being, the most saintly person, the best good living, the most good living person that you could meet or imagine. Every one of us fail the transfer test, heaven's transfer test. And why is that? Well, we get that because of our sin. It's Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But there's only one person ever passed it. And that's the one, the one who is the son of God who came from heaven. And he passes heaven's test. He is without sin. Holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners. And I want to give good news tonight. With the school test, with a lot of hard work, you might get through. In terms of heaven's transfer test, a lot of hard work will not get you through. There's only one thing will, will, will give you the right result, and that's what another, depending, not what you have done or I have done, what another has done. That's the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross. And the good news is this. We all fail heaven's transfer test in our natural standing. But there's one person that's faster, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to give you good news tonight from the platform here in Ballyclare. There's very good news tonight. We would all fail heaven's transfer test, but there's one, there's one who has made provision for you and made provision for me. Isn't that good? It's nice to see young, some young children here tonight. But you know, God and his love towards us, and why he loved us I never can understand. But he sent his son to the horrible death of the cross. And not only that, the sky was darkened, and the judgment of heaven from heaven's throne, righteous throne, it fell without relent in the person of the Son of God and upon that cross. But there on that cross, the moment came when, the, as it were, the judgment ceased to pour down upon him because it was exhausted. Every bit of it to meet the total exacting standards of heaven's throne. And there upon the cross, he exhausted the judgment. It's like the, sacri- like the burning bush in the wilderness. is a sacrifice that burned and was not consumed. It's a sacrifice that consumed the fire. Every other sacrifice was burnt to ashes, but there's one and the fire came and the fire was exhausted because the judgment of God was totally spent and the records could be cleared for any soul that would avail themselves of the remedy that God provided in the sacrifice of his son. And that's really what I would draw your attention to tonight. Uh, In terms of eternity where there is a resolution you can, as it were, join the rule book and have a passport to heaven by having your sins taken away based on what the Lord Jesus Christ had done upon the cross. Ah, yes, it's a tremendous work, and I'm watching the clock here. We'll be stopping in a minute or two. So the question of destination of choice at time of transfer. I don't have to ask you which you would prefer because the alternative is the judgment of God forever hell and the lake of fire. And, but I want you to bear it in mind. But just think of all, all this. Uh, all humanity is setting heaven's transfer test. People are dreaming their way through life 
We're chasing our various targets, but they're forgetting about the most important issue that faces every human being and their terrible uh, needs in the, earth, in the world tonight. And we think of people that are uh, suffering in the earthquakes and so on. But you know, uh, we can choose not to sell, set the school transfer test, but heaven's transfer test, we have to face it. And I faced it when I was 19 years of age and saved by the grace of God. And you can choose not to set it, but all humanity is setting the transfer test. And many choose not to make preparation, but they end up with no choice. It's good to choose heaven and choose it, choose it now. Choose salvation, choose it now, and happy be. Ah, yes, and as somebody said recently, it was a, a, an older person of myself, we're all in the departure lines. But remember that, for the moment we're born on earth, every one of us, older folks like myself, and middle-aged and younger people, and young people were all in the departure lines because we, we don't know when the day of the departure. When you go to the, to the airport and you book a flight, you know the date and you know the time. But you know we're in the departure lines, but we don't know the day of the day of departure. There's only one knows that, and it's good to be ready. I had a dear uncle, very uh, very attached to him. Uncle Frank was his name, and. Uh, he was not privileged to hear the gospel as you, as, as you or I have heard it, but he did know about these things and just talked about them quite a bit in private. And uh, unfortunately, one night he came home, he'd been, was it, about 30 years in the one job and he had never had one day off sick. He had taken a, a lease of his life. One night he came home out uh, socially and he got down in the armchair and the morning came. The body was there, but he was gone. Without a moment's notice. A dear friend from neighboring assembly up there in the Ballantoy assembly was telling me after just what he had a chat with him a few weeks before he died. And the chat was this, just Frank, you'd, you ever think about these things, it's time you'd be thinking about getting ready. And you know what he said to him? He said, Charles, that's a matter I hope to have settled before I die. Six weeks later, eternity. I'm just mentioning that. No scaremongering. But you don't, we don't know the moment. We don't know the day. We don't know the time. And it's good to be ready. And tonight, uh, it would be the, the night, night, the night, not, you cannot promise to yourself tomorrow or tomorrow, tomorrow night or this Lord's day coming. Lord might have come. But there is that that lies before us. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think it's the, the words of John Newton, what think ye of Christ is the test to try both your state and your scheme. You cannot be right on the rest unless you think rightly of him. The only, I'm not any better than anybody else in this hall here tonight, even anyone not saved. But the only qualification I have to be in heaven is this, that I was a guilty sinner, but the Lord Jesus died for me. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and was buried and was raised again the third day according to the Scriptures. My time is gone. I apologize for going over the time. I will just pray for a moment and sing some verses of a hymn. Our Father in heaven, we... 
do thank thee for the great message of the gospel, the message from the throne of heaven itself. We thank you, our Father, for all its power and validity, and if it's as valid today as it was when it was first preached by the apostles after the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that some soul tonight might acknowledge the greatness of their need, and our Father, they might look to the Lord Jesus Christ alone for salvation. We thank you for the remedy that is available. We ask of thee for this message, message blessing upon this message spoken in weakness and commend this great need to thee, giving thanks in the worthy name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.